Welcome to the Classic Car Corner podcast. We are glad you can join us today. Our guest this evening is co-owner of the Auto Channel, a website devoted to all things related to automobiles. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive, the next generation in car care. Locally owned, professionally operated, whatever you drive, we service. Domestic, Euro, Hybrid, Electric, Classics, Diesel. Springdale's classic car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics. With four convenient locations in your neighborhood, how may we be a service, Jason? I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Benzel. Today we welcome Mr. Bob Gordon, who in 1995, along with Mark Roush, developed what is now the largest privately owned automotive information resource site, the Auto Channel. Thank you for joining us tonight, Mr. Gordon. My pleasure, sir. And and so obviously we want to know a little bit more about how this idea developed, please. Well, Mark and I were, we built a television station in Sacramento, mm-hmm. and we were the third independent in the market, and there was no programming, so we said, what better programming than car programming, because you could always sell car dealers car programming. Okay. And that's how it started. It started out as a, a television uh program, then went to a television network, and then the internet when the internet came along in 1995. And I think you saw a property over across the seas on the internet, and you're like, hey, I think we can use this platform or idea to help spread the word about cars and that's what you did that's how you guys right well we actually they actually copied us Uh, okay well i love it i love it oh that's great we were we were the first we were the first in virtually everything in uh in communicating via the internet uh gotcha we did racing we did but more importantly we gave we were the first people to put up invoice pricing on the internet Okay, okay. Uh, people okay. didn't have that. Right. And we felt that uh, people needed to know, they needed a, we needed to level the playing field when they went in to buy cars. Gotcha. And okay. that's, you know, and uh, that, the rest is history. Is history. And you've been doing this now for how long? 27 years. 27 years. And I think uh, if I read correctly, I mean, you're putting in over 80 hours a week doing this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mark and, and I. And the content out there, and we'll talk about this here with a couple of questions, obviously, but the content out there is really quite valuable. And it's the ease and the convenience of just getting on your site and then just, you know, you, there's comparisons, there's uh, buyer's guides, there's, uh, I mean, there's even search engines for the co- type of car you want. And to me, it's brilliant to just to be able to point, click, shoot, and then compare and all that up. So we congratulate you guys on that well, success. Thank you. No, thank I, you, thank I, you. Absolutely. Um, John? What, what, sure. Well, uh, besides from your, what your uh, main audience is, what is your target audience? We have no, automobiles is ubiquitous. There, there could be somebody who's a, a teenager or somebody who's a hundred years old with a, a you know, a Rolls Royce. There's no, the the car itself, the automobile itself is the target audience, and people who want to learn, people who are curious, who want to know about things. Uh, I mean, that was always the concept of having enough information, and information that you can't find in one place, mm-hmm. any place else. Do you keep up with the data analytics? Yes. So what is your main age group? It, it, there is none. 
So it's pretty, pretty yeah, even middle, spread in the across? Middle, in the middle. Okay. Because the younger kids don't want to, they 45, know everything. 45, 54, somewhere around there. Yeah, p- probably between uh, 40 and and 60. Gotcha. gotcha. People who want to know, who really are uh, curious about stuff. It's interesting because that's our same, that's our highest uh, range yeah, for, because our, for, for they, our podcast. You know, the young people, I hate, you know, it's the old, I'm young, three people today, they don't know nothing. <laughs> well, they don't want to know nothing. <laughs> it's different. They don't read. They don't, they don't care. Yeah, know, the internet kind of ruined a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to know. All you have to do is say, hey, Siri. That's right. Right. And, and you know, so... Uh, uh, we we always had that concept about what is going to drive our audience and how are we going to segment the audience. And if you go onto the Auto Channel and you look deeper, it's we have 18, 18 databases, everything from every car that's sold in North America has its own section. We've got news stories going back to 1993 on every single car that's sold in the United States, and North America, I should say. And th- there are other cars that are sold in Europe that we, we just can't keep up can't keep up with. But if you want to find out about... Mitsubishi just put up a press release, 40 years in the USA. And I took a look, and we've had Mitsubishi on the, our website for 28 years. So we have 28 years of Mitsubishi, not just data, but stories, executive stories. What happened here? What happened? How was sales? How were their sales in 2001? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're nutty enough to want to know about that stuff, the Auto Channel <laughs> is it's the like place It's like a digital to encyclopedia it. for auto stuff. It really is. It really is. And I'm amazed. I'm amazed. I, I We have a million pages of content. Wow. And sometimes I'll go and I'll look. I say, God, I didn't know we had that. <laughs> Boy, that's really that's really terrific. And you're not lying when you say you have million pages no, of content. No, million. Yeah, I know. We have a yeah. million pages. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's incredible. All, it's, incre- all, all, all that. it's incredible. It's incredible. Right, right. That two guys, my partner and I say, two guys from Brooklyn – can do something like this without public money, mm-hmm. without a hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. without, you know, it, it, it. The good thing about it is it shows that if you've got gumption, mm-hmm. and you've got a, an eighth grade education, and you want to work hard, you can do these things. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. You know, still, still yep. do these things. So, yep. I agree. And I don't know how long we'll do it. Maybe another twenty years or so. There, yeah. <laughs> well, we hope so, right? We, we have uh, we have the oldest website worker or management worker of any website. You ready for this? In the world? Wow! No kidding. My oldest guy is eighty-eight, mm-hmm. and we go down all the way down. We've got some. 50-year-olds, but they're just, just the kids. Mm-hmm. But we've got old, <laughs> old, old people. Yeah. And in a way, it's good. In a way, it's bad. One of the promos I say is we have no tattoos. None of our people have tattoos. We're not screaming at you. We're trying to have a, a grown-up conversation. Right. I got you. So. I got you. Oh, yep. There you go. That's a, a uh, yeah. That's remarkable, really. It is remarkable. Yeah. I sure. agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you think about it, when the fifty-year-olds are the kids, right? I mean, yeah. and that's well, and I guess uh, 
before I ask my next question, so what is how do you see it continuing on? I guess as far as not so much legacy, but just continuing on this uh, this database, this 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 site because, like you said, you've got I mean at least twenty seven years of compiled data. Yep. Useful. Yep. Entertaining Index, data. Parse. Index. I mean, from all this Cross time. referenced. Right. <laughs> so, how do you? Because I mean, most kids these days, until they get probably into their thirties, they don't even care about having a driver's license nowadays. Right. I mean, when we were kids, when you and it came up to be you're going to get your driver's license, we were like counting down the seconds until we could right. get that first moment right. we could get that permit. Right. When we could get the driver's license, and we could just shoo. To the driveway, and then and then mom or dad was like, "Get get back in here! You're not just shooting out of <laughs> <Right>. here." But <laughs> that that feeling of freedom that you're going to have that driver's license, getting in the car and driving. Um, what do you, how do you have you thought about how this continues? I'm hoping that I could get a laptop in my casket. Yeah, <laughs> and that I can do it like this. Yeah. <laughs> There's no shortage of information that needs to be disseminated. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of who has the energy and time and who can put the big picture together and make little chunks of, of, of information that's, that's helpful. So we're saying we're going to continue doing the way we're doing. We know that other people continue to copy us. If we put up something new, it's the other people have it within a week. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And these are guys, I'm talking companies worth a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, the cars.com, the auto trader, the, the CarMax just bought Edmonds for $450 million. Wow. And what is Edmonds? Edmonds is a classified. They're mm-hmm. classified. And then they have, they don't have as much data as we do. Four hundred fifty. Can you imagine? It's unbelievable. Right. Right. So, has any of those companies ever tried to purchase data from you? No, because they can. Everybody can do it themselves. They may not do it as good, but it doesn't matter. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, you'd think wow, that yeah. over all of these years, <clears throat> that there would have been somebody in the whole world who said, Shit, "Pardon my French." <laughs> they don't. No, you're fine. They don't say that. We've had many meetings with investment bankers in, in, uh, in, in, in Palo Alto and in New York, and we get in there and we sit down, and they want to talk about their car. Yeah, I got this Mercedes. No, no, we're here to talk about making an investment in this thing. And they never do. I'll be darned. They never do. And, and looking at some of the videos on there, because you do have a lot of contributors that contribute videos and their reviews, and those individual videos have thousands and thousands of views. What roughly, and you don't have to be humble about it, what roughly Me? is... forget about it. <laughs> there, there's a little bit of a joke in there, too. Uh, what is roughly is the size of your viewing audience? Because this isn't just North America. This is a global audience that's right, watching. Right. Our, uh, our text, theautochannel.com, is about 750,000 viewers a month. Wow. Uh, the videos change. The problem is, is we, the way you get an audience is you spend money and then you spend money and then you spend some money and spend a little bit more money. Mm-hmm. And we don't have the money to go out and spend. You, you've got people out there spending tens of millions of dollars with YouTube and right. Google 
to generate an audience. And they've got 400 people working in the internet outreach, in the email outreach, and they got 250 people working. We don't have that. So it, it, it's very difficult to compete with that. The quality of our content, I, I hate to say it, but people are, you know, there's those 750,000 people appreciate what we have. Right. Gotcha. Yep. And and interestingly enough, if you look historically at the car magazines, you know, the Road and Track, Car and Driver, all of those, Motor Trend, their top circulation historically is a million. You know, one million. So yeah. there's just a certain finite number of people who give a crap mm-hmm. about this stuff. And that's and that's all there are. Gotcha. At least I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and that and that translates to some of these YouTube channel guys that are car guys that uh, that we look at some of the videos on. We see people that subscribe to their channel because they do have this, but they're putting their review on your site. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And, well, it, we, and there's a reason legs. for that. It's not just. I mean, they they've got subscribers, but you bring in a bigger audience. Yeah. Well. And, you know, we we look at some of those, and some of those guys are good, and some of those guys are ridiculous. And, I mean, there's so many, my goodness gracious. It's like, who has time to look at all that? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. Well, and there's some guys out there. Yeah, we're pointing at Jason right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. I, I, I can sit here and go through my phone and go through about a dozen different car people, but there's a couple of them that I've seen them do it for 12, 15 years. And they have their style. Right. And now I see other people doing it and they're copying. It's just what could you see for your, they're copying their styles. Like, yeah, but you don't, you, it's your copying, which is why it's not original and it doesn't feel authentic. It doesn't feel, because right. right. this other person, that's their format. This is how they do it. Take it or leave it. Right. They don't apologize about it because this is how I do it. Right. This is my content. I do it because I like to do it. Right. Right. And I, I think what you find is, you, the authenticity that you have when people submit something because they're taking the time to say, you know, this is what I think about it. And if you like a different review on it, well, there's other reviews out there. Yeah. The, the advantage we had and the disadvantage we had is we were the first ones to do it. That's right. I mean, there was nobody before we did video reviews. There was no such thing before we did live presentations of the, of the, uh, uh, New York car show or the Detroit car show and the Mercedes press conference, we did that live. We had to plug into a to a fax machine line ah, because there was right. no such thing as <laughs> there was no such thing as the internet. We were putting mm-hmm. our own thing together. So as soon as it became easy to do technically, mm-hmm. everybody did it. Yeah. You know, and, and everybody did it like the car companies do it. We don't do original. We don't go to the car shows anymore. They've become too crowded. You can't do anything because you got all the wannabes blocking everything off. The the car companies don't care. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. I hate to say that, but nobody cares. It's it's. Uh, yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> well, let's take a quick moment and ask our listeners to please check out our sponsor, GD Herring. GD Herring provides options on insuring not only your classic car, but for all of your collectibles. Please check them out at gdherring.com. And Jason, 
Who are we speaking with tonight? Ah, Mr. Bob Gordon of That's the right. Auto Channel. And uh, so, so where do you get the content for your channel? I mean, who 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 says, oh, hey, Bob, we want to uh, we want to put this like for for example, we want to put our podcast on your your channel. So you you have people coming to you. But if do you guys investigate? Do you where where does most of your content come from that you put on your channel? And how often do you update your uh, site? When don't we? Okay, gotcha. Okay, very good. I mean, I'll, as soon as we're finished here, yep, I'll talk to Mark in California. I'll say, did you get this story or did you do that? And we'll do it. Okay, and gotcha. Again, we've got the uh, strong back end, which allows us to do it. Yep. And we don't need 20 people to do it. Do and it. we don't have to have a meeting about what goes up. Gotcha. There's okay. The internet, I'm a TV guy originally. Right, yep. And TV guys, you had a half hour or an hour. Or an hour and a half. And that's it. Once mm-hmm. you filled it, you were filled. Where the internet is forever. It's so right. wonderful. You can, <laughs> you know, you could do whatever you want to do with yeah. this. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know if you want to talk about I was thinking about this before this afternoon. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're talking about classic cars. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm old enough that the cars I had and owned today would be called classic cars. I got you. And they were my everyday drivers. Right. Mm-hmm. You had the RX-7, right? I still have the oh, RX-7. Got you. All right. Yep. It's still out there. It's, right. uh, you know, yep. 31 years old. <laughs> it's got, it hasn't hit 80,000 miles yet. Oh, my god! And I use wow. it every day. And the only problem with it is getting in and out. It's become... Ah, <laughs> right. A little more difficult. It's, it's the value good. of that car right now... It's, it's gone through the it's roof. It's through mm. the roof because people have just... A, they didn't wash them enough, so they let the rest happen on them. Right. And just didn't do the regular it's maintenance a, on it's them. It's a great... But it, they're so good cars. It's such a good car. I, over the years, over the last 25 years, I'd go to all the car shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I went all, all the car shows. I went to Geneva, and I went to Paris, and I went here, and, I, and I'm not bragging about no, it. No, no, it's great. Just, you that's went to what the shows. I did. Right. And Detroit and Chicago, and, and I'd look at all the new cars, and I looked at them. In two ways. I don't care about speed. I'm not a fast car guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, to go fast, you need a big engine, big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, and you don't kill yourself, you need a good suspension. But after that, (laughs) going fast, you know, is no big deal to me. So it's got to be a car that's well thought out Mm -hmm. and usable. Mm -hmm. And the I looked at all the commercial convertibles, and I drove all the convertibles. And I always said, if... My stinking little RX-7, if I go to the airport, if I come in from out of town and I'm sitting with you, Jason, and you say, could you give me a lift home? Absolutely. And you say, well, I've got a 29-inch Pullman bag. <laughs> I says, not a problem. I can fit it into that car. Right, right. You can't. There's no other convertible sports car, sports car convertible that you can do it. I got you. Period. Okay. Yeah. So it puts a limitation. <laughs> yeah, it does. I right. don't want my car to limit my capabilities. Right. I want it to enhance my capabilities. There you go. Right. Right. That's and right. So, and so that philosophy is our philosophy all the way through. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right, right. You come out with something and it's a thousand horsepower. So what? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so what? So you put more horsepower in it. That doesn't take very much brains to make more horsepower. Mm -hmm. And what good is it going to do? So the guys who don't buy the Teslas are going to buy the buy the thousand horsepower car. All twelve of them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, right. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, it's it. You know, some of the uh, the Italian supercars are works of art. They're gorgeous. But can you imagine bringing it into Kroger's parking lot? No. I mean, no, I, I can't tell you when I was part. when I was a department manager a long time ago at uh, the Home Depot up on Breckenridge. There was a fellow with an orange uh, Lamborghini. Right. And he'd pick up lumber in it. He's still around. I saw him at Panera. <laughs> <laughs> and my grandkids saw him at Panera, and they were very excited about it. It was an orange Lamborghini. Did he have a two-by-four And it was to a, the, top? <laughs> the, the top. It was either a convertible or a top remove, and it would go right down into the floor bed. He had a little, little towel or something that would go over it, and he would strap it down. And I'd look at that going, you know, you just don't see that every uh, day. Right. I get a big kick out of going when I go downtown on Sunday morning. Well, I take River Road a lot anyway. Mm -hmm. But Sunday morning, you see these guys in their fancy cars, and they're so happy. They're going from Prospect to downtown and turning <laughs> around and going back to Prospect and then putting it away and, and having somebody wash it. Use the, use the car, for God's sakes. Right. That's what it's for. Right, 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 right. I mean, it's made to be used. Mm -hmm. If you want to make an investment, go buy bitcoins or whatever you're going to do. <laughs> right. Yep. But uh, again, that's no. I, I, yeah, and to, I share that exact same philosophy. I had an uncle who had a Corvette, and he drove it, drove it, drove it, drove it, and he offered it me to buy it. And I was too young. I knew that in my early twenties, I'm going to kill myself. I don't have so. the experience in it. No. Now, I, I, I'm already because right, but. To that point, he said, you have to drive it. The engineers at Corvette say, if you don't articulate the suspension, they're going to get gummed up. Right. They're going to dry out. You've got to keep the things moving and lubricated right. and how right. that works. you right. got to – so it uses. It doesn't get frail. My my dentist uh, has a McLaren as his daily driver. I've seen him too. And we, we walked out there, and uh, he said, yeah, it's got – Bird stuff on it. It's dirty. It is needs to be yellow? used. I'm trying to remember white. Color. white. This is a white McLaren P3, and it's beautiful. And I said, "Well, I'm glad you drive." I said, "My daily driver. They they're meant yeah, to if be. You don't if you don't drive. You, what they're what meant to be driven." And I said, I, "Thank you." I was at the uh, one of the car shows in in Indianapolis. I went up to the car show, and there was a guy bidding on a something. I don't know what he was bidding on. And I went up and sat next to him, you know, just to see what he's doing. And he ended up owning it, buying it. I said, well, that's great. What are you going to do? He says, oh, I got a spot in my, my collection garage for it. I said, that's like killing that car. Yeah. That car was made to be alive, and you're killing it yeah. in the name of money. <laughs> right. right? That's all it's, it's, it's all about money. Yeah. It's crazy. No. That's... So, yeah, no, I, I was lucky. I was going back over the cars that I had. Mm-hmm. Bug Eye Sprite. Oh, sure. Which oh, wow. I can't get into now. See, I wanted to buy one, and I couldn't fit into it. It was too small. I was too big. <laughs> uh, Studebaker Lark. Okay. Uh, right. Ford Falcon. Mm -hmm. uh, Plymouth Fury Station Wagon. That was good until the gas tank rusted out. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, 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 more Bug Eye Sprites. I used to collect my Bug Eye Sprites. I'd buy them for $500, $500, $500 fix them up. I still have trunnion pins 
in oh, my wow. garage in case somebody needs it. Is that right? <laughs> wow. There you go. And that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the Ford, uh, what the heck was it? A Ford Galaxy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the Chevrolet Biscayne is 58 Biscayne. And then I got into Volvos at a 164, 1964, 164 Volvo. Oh, wow. Which I bought instead of the Mustang. When the Mustang came out, the decision was, do I buy the Volvo or do I buy the Mustang? They were the same price, $2,400. Mm-hmm. And the, the Mustang was a two-door. And I already had kids. Gotcha. So mm-hmm. I wanted to have a four-door, so I bought the, the Volvo. Vo- okay. Which was great till it rusted away. and Because uh, I like to keep cars. Yeah, a long the, time. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> like, it's like refrigerators. You yeah. keep them to the undercoat <laughs> is a as long as you important. Keep Right. Jason. right, exactly. There you go. You know, I'm, I'm hearing for, a theme. For, for, our list, for our listeners, uh, if you need undercoating, Jason will sell you undercoating at a prime price. And that gar- the garden hose is not—it's not water. It's it it's guarantees. Uh, <laughs> it guarantees no rust. Oh well. I know of undercoating. I don't sell undercoating. <laughs> He's modest. Well, it yeah. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could say it's there. Doesn't yeah. matter. Oh, that's right. Well, the I mean, there are some. Old. There are some value. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they do bring value to the car, in my opinion. Uh, just keeps it from rusting. I mean, there's you, it's a well, prohibitor. It used to be a stand right. $15, because I used to be in the car. I used to sell cars. Yep. $15 for uh, for undercoating. Yeah, yep. 15. That's was, right. Was, and what do you great. charge? What what did you what did you I, ca- I, charge? I, John? I charge like two hundred. Oh, is that what? I, oh, that's what you put on the car. Well, what well, well worth it? And well <laughs> worth it. And well worth it. Yeah, right. So I noticed on the website you have a tab that will compare the comparison tab, where you can compare four different uh, automobiles. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. And how that came about? Yeah. Because uh, we're nuts, where we said. We, what good is knowing the specs on one car if you can't compare it to what the specs are in another car? And you can't, you can't just do it, look at it. you got to put them side by side. So, again, we were the first to do that. We bought, uh, we bought the data. We couldn't collect the data ourselves. It would be impossible. So there are companies out there that collect data and then we would manipulate it the way we wanted to manipulate it so you can compare four cars and at one point it was by 150 or 200 criteria and dimensions and it comes out next to each other and if you're nutty enough to want to do it you can do it but but it's really it's really a buster to tell you the truth if you're going to go in and buy a car and the sales guy says it's got this and that and the other thing, and you pull out the thing and you say, oh, how do you explain this? Mm-hmm. You know, the brake size is smaller. This is you, you, the rear axle. <clears throat> well, anyway, right. so it came about because we were able to do it, kind of like a science club project. The guy <laughs> sitting around saying, hey, can we do this? Right. And we did it. And then all of a sudden, everybody started doing it. Now it's, they're doing it. So that's how it came about. And right next to that, you've got a car payments tab. Yep. Tell us about that. Yep. Well, well, that was more important. Now that people don't care, now that it's, the cars cost so much money that it doesn't matter. I mean, it, I mean it's crazy. It's when we put that up there, we put that up 25 years ago. <laughs> wow. And, and uh, we, 
one of our people, Tony Steinauer, is a lady engineer, and developed developed database comparis comparisons, and we bought the data and stuffed the data into it. The same way as you have the comparison, you've got the monthly thing, except you work backwards, put $200 a month in, well, now that wouldn't even get you undercoding. <laughs> right. but, but $200 a month, and up <clears throat> comes all of the cars that mm -hmm. you could get for $200 a month. Great tool. Yeah, it is yeah, a great tool. Good tool. Uh, I don't think anybody's doing that yet. So what does the perfect match tab do? Perfect match is you put in the criteria that are important to you. Okay. So let's say you have 10 different criteria. Right. Trunk size. I got a big son-in-law. I don't want him to hit his head in the back seat when mm -hmm. he gets in there. I want enough power to be able to go up to the mountains. I want to do this. And then the database just mushes it around and comes up. You can have it listed by price or any of the criteria that you've chosen could be the number one, two, three, four, five. Very cool. Again, nobody's do nobody's doing that. Right. No, you're right. Nobody's doing that. And, yep. and it's 25 years later and nobody's doing it's, it. Yeah. Wow. So, okay. And it's fun. I mean, it's fun. It's fun. Well, and, and the car reviews tab is fun too. And, oh. and, and you – so. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here. You've got reviews going back to 1993 on some of these cars, you said? Is that right? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, if I wanted to look at, okay, well, let's review a 1996 Chevrolet Monte Carlo. I may I have it. I, you may have it. I, I got you. It. I mean, okay. you can't have everything because there's so much. You know well, what right. I mean? There's so much. Well, sure. But but this but is a good tool to go to. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes, right, yes, right. yes, yes. And if it's not a, a, a you know, a 90. Uh, a 97, maybe it, there's a 98, which would give you enough of a, uh, you know, idea. We've got so many reviews. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And they're all professional. They're all professionally done. We don't have amateurs reviewing cars. Gotcha. Every one of our guys are old-time auto journalists mm -hmm. who have been around forever who have written for the biggest magazines and who know their stuff because in order to do a review, you've got to compare it in your mind as in, in your database. Otherwise you say, yes, it goes fast when you hit the gas. Yes. When it, you turn the wheel, right, it goes right. <laughs> right. I mean, right. what's there to review about a car for God's sakes. Right. right. That's true. And so, but you've got to, you've got to understand what's good and what's bad. Mm -hmm. That comes with experience. And it comes only with experience, only with experience. And we've got thousands of reviews, thousands. Well, and right now it's a perfect time to have that database on there because new cars are scarce. Who knows what the price of those are going to be when they start coming out. <clears throat> and used cars, you need to know what, what – that's the premium right now is a used car. That is now a valuable thing. So you need to know if I'm getting a deal on it, am I getting a deal on it? It Does it have all the things that it's supposed to come with? Right, and is it the right car for me? That, mm -hmm. to me, is the most important thing. It, it, you know, when I'm talking to people, what car should I buy? Well, what do you need? What do you use it for? I use it for this. I use it for that. I use it for this. I go to Home Depot and I get lumber with it, and I have four kids, and I do this. Well, you need a car that matches your needs. And th that, to me, is the most important thing. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and people, again, if you go into a dealer – and you're not smart enough to know what you need, 
you're going to end up with a two-door Mustang for a family of five kids. <laughs> yeah, right. And Jason will sell it to you. <laughs> and Jason, and Jason, uh, absolutely. Hey, no respect. No <laughs> respect. <Absolutely>. Right? <laughs> I, had a guy, I had a guy once. It's too easy. I had to throw <laughs> hey, it Of course. For years, he, he literally for a year or two years, he said, yeah, I'm going to get one of those yellow Mustangs. And I'm like, oh, my God. He thought about it and talked about it and loved it and had pictures of it. And did it. So I went to his office one day, you know, over the years. And in the drive, in the, in the, in the parking lot is a gray Mustang. I said, gee, who bought the gray Mustang? <laughs> he said, I bought the gray Mustang. You've been dying for a yellow Mustang your whole life. He said, well, they told me it would have taken six weeks to get it. And oh, so he bought the great All that time weeks. in six weeks. I mean, it's like right. people, people are stupid, yep. which goes back to the whole thing. Yeah. Virtually everybody's stupid, except you guys here. Present company excluded. Jason, Jason sold that family a motorcycle, <laughs> and it had, a, and he sold them two helmets. Yeah. So oh I mean, that gosh. was nice of you. But yeah. it was so, it was so, and I said, I was like. Are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. Oh no, it's so great. A gray Mustang. I mean, it was like a like a navy gray. It was the ugliest Mustang that you could possibly <laughs> buy. But you know that every time he went into the car, he was miserable because he said I should have gotten the, the other one. Yeah. So that you know, going back to the comparisons and the perfect match, mm -hmm. nobody cared about leg room. Nobody cared about hip room. Hip room. Nobody cared about any of these things until we came along. Because the data was all there. It's a matter of taking it, putting it in the right slot on the database, and then create the comparisons. So yeah. that's that's well, that's it's a very cool thing. No, that's exactly uh, right. I mean it's anything cool. and everything you want to know. Right, right. And it's more. there. And, and more. more. Well, well nobody, So if you're stupid and you want to get smart. Go to the auto that's channel exactly right. and start reading. <laughs> that's there you exactly, go. Is that fair to that's say? And that's that's what we say. All right. Get that should be the new tagline. That's right. Get less stupider. Yeah. Get, get less, less stupider. Get yeah. less stupider. Yeah. I one like of, that. One of the things I wrote, I said, if you come to the auto channel and it's too difficult for you to, to get through all of the stuff, leave. We don't want you here. <laughs> you know, you... You, we don't want you because you won't appreciate what this stuff is. is uh, you got to love it. You got to love it. Yep, yeah, gotcha. <laughs> Just as you love a car, mm -hmm. you got to love the data on the car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's what we did. You want to buy a Chevrolet Bel Air from 1968, 1978, put it in there, and it'll say, you know, maybe the reviewer said, and watch out because the muffler's going to fall off. Mm-hmm. Right. Which it could. Yeah. A, a 78 very easily. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that fell off. yeah. That's but, right. But that kind of stuff. And gotcha. and, and then we've t over the years we've we've taken the position uh, on alternative fuel. We say in in our headline we have no bull mm -hmm. alternative fuel information. Mm -hmm. We are not beholden to anybody. We don't have a dog in the fight. We're just two guys from Brooklyn Mark and I who say, if it's white, it's white. Right. You can't yeah. make that gray or black or green. It's white. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's the same thing with ethanol. We became very big ethanol proponents of ethanol, gigantic proponents of ethanol. And people look at us 
Even the people who are in the ethanol business think we're too over the top. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> All right. We went to, made a presentation to the National Corn Growers Association, mm -hmm. the National Friggin' Corn Growers Association. Mm -hmm. They're the guys who grew all the corn. And they came back to us and said, you're too aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You're too aggressive. We're trying to get ethanol yeah. sold in because it'll save the world. It'll mm -hmm. save this. No. You're too aggressive. I'll be darned. Yeah, oh, it was, it was awful. And it was awful. It was awful. I mean, it was awful. Yeah. It was huh. awful. It was like, I mean, it was awful. Well, well, Eric has one last question for yes, you. Sir. This goes right along with it has absolutely nothing to do with ethanol. When you had your driver's license, when you first got that driver's license, you took that driver's test. What car did you drive for your driver's test? I knew you would ask that. Thank you. I knew it. No, no, but I knew you would ask it. You ready? A 1956 Pontiac Star Chiefs, teal blue and white with white leather interior. Oh, wow. Look at that. My and father, this is up in my New York. My father had, up in New York, my father had, that was my father's car, and that's how I learned to drive. And it was it was a hard top convertible. All the windows came down. Oh, and wow. I remember when I was 18 or 18 and a half, I was hot sh want to sell your product right yep yep but the bosses said oh these guys are too aggressive they're going to turn the politicians off they work for us yeah. so ethanol and i'll give you our what we believe ethanol now every ethanol could go into every car in america every car in america you get it from corn or whatever but let's say corn there's enough corn in the map. Have you ever driven across the country? Oh, yeah. There's enough corn to do whatever you want to do with the corn. There's no shortage of corn. Make ethanol. Put it in your cars. You don't need gasoline. It cleans up the emissions. It's as clean as electric. So, And it's cheaper. And it can be made every place by Americans. What's wrong with that picture? Right. So our philosophy, our, our, our dogma is ethanol now, whether it's e, E20, E30, E40, it's all been tested for the last 100 years. It works, doesn't hurt the engine, cleans the engine. They built Lucas Stadium because you add the stuff to the gasoline. Mm -hmm. It's ethanol! <laughs> Duh! Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> So that, and then electric, maybe, maybe, but electric has so many limitations. Yeah. If you want to go from here to there, you may not be able to.
<laughs> what a gorgeous car. In fact, I did a story mm -hmm. on one and found a picture of the, the exact same one that he had. Oh, nice. So how many guys awesome. can answer that question? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, that's the first first that, that's the first version that we've heard of that one ever being in a driver's test. That's right. No, that's, that's the awesome. First one. Yeah. That's, that's right. Awesome. It was so it was so, it was so great. And I took lessons and it was a hot car. It had about 300 and some odd horsepower. Oh. It was a beautiful oh, car. Oh, sure. It was a that's beautiful right. Beautiful car. God. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we talk about parallel parking on you know, just in our little sedans they have now. How how is parallel parking with that? I mean, with planes are shooting touch and goes off the roof. How are you getting I mean, how the distraction of that? See birds are running into it. <laughs> how do you get that thing? It was a big car. Yeah. It was a big <laughs> you did it. Or you found the place you would go down the block where there's seven or eight spots and you, yeah. you could pull in this way parallel parking was a little different that's why the there was like two or three horns on there you could hear it when you push a horn on those cars you could hear it a block oh away oh my gosh now Is they it? got the you know you punch the button and it parks itself i don't trust it i, I don't trust i don't trust it right and and, yeah. and the thing is is that what happens if you're out driving and it just don't work you know? <laughs> What do you do and that can happen, car? sure. You can't park it. Right. Oh, That's fun. Well, well, Bob, thank you so much. My this pleasure. Is, this has just been a fun and entertaining conversation. And congrats on your successes at That's the Auto bad. Channel. Thank you so much. And again, for our listening audience, it's www.theautochannel.com. And uh, so thank you for joining us. And uh, for our listeners of the podcast, please like us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe so you're notified of new shows. And please leave us a review. Uh, remember to check out our website, www.theclassiccarcorner.com. Thank you for listening. And happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast. <laughs>